it going? Welcome to Hey Julie, a Big Brother Julie. fan podcast. Yeah, Julie, you look amazing in your orange sherbet see-through dress we forgot to talk about this last week one of the original things we wanted to talk about when we had our first conversation about this podcast was doing a julie hot or not on every <laughs> exactly. thursday and i wrote down last thursday not hot wow i to, don't remember what she wore last thursday. she wore like black pants with mm-hmm. like a not matching like beige top and then her hair was like in a like kind of just like a last minute ponytail necklace didn't go with what she was wearing for the first live eviction of the season that's a flop last night yeah last night was the return to form yeah she looked radiant she was in a summery color it was Mm -hmm. popsicle-esque and her hair was freshly blown out she looked wonderful like she just pranced from the lot of the talk over to Phoebe and it was beautiful yeah it was she was great last night. So I, you can look forward to more Julia Hot or Nots as the season goes on. Yeah. Live Eviction 2, hot. Yeah. Live um, Eviction 1, not. Not hot. <laughs> so we have two episodes to discuss today. Uh, Wednesday's episode, let's jump right in, was the POV episode. And the first thing I want to say about this, so we know that there's a housewide um plan to get Victor out to blindside him. And everything goes swimmingly. Uh Paul and Bronte are up on the block. And so they get to obviously play in the POV. And Paul gets to choose who he wants to play in the POV. And there's a really funny video going around online. I don't know if anyone if you've seen it, Brett, but it's um when Paul chooses Zakia over Victor and it's this really sad instrumental music and it turns to black and white and that's sort of what happened. One of my that was one of my favorite parts of the episode is right before is it's Paul's choice and he's like and I choose and I choose and it keeps cutting to Victor and he's like me uh, smiling dude, nodding uh, uh, it's, yeah. me. it's me over here it's me hey 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 I'm a dog I'm a dog hey yeah totally it was and so sad. Zakia, and you can see him sort of like, you could see Victor smile and sort of be like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. And Paul is so obvious. Like, you could see exactly what's going on. You can read I his know. mind and it's just his body language. And he's like, uh. Because Paul Victor doesn't get right it. now. Yeah. Paul's got to cling to the good favor of the house. Mm-hmm. So um, ride that started. good favor for a little bit. Exactly. Um, listen, we'll get to Paul. Paul the, is a whole topic I want to discuss. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, we were we were to flash forward to end of the episode Thursday. We were a bounce away from a Paul head of household. I know. Oh my gosh, I was, and I think we were all rooting for that. I mean, we were all really rooting for Natalie because she was playing so well. She had to. Her dumb team were out immediately. Yeah. She had to drag their story butts to, to uh, the final three, at least. And then, so she really played the game the best. She outlasted everyone else. But then, she, Natalie, bounce. let's go back to Wednesday night. Okay. So after that sad puppy moment, Victor yes. goes, uh, hey, wait, why didn't you pick me for veto? And... <laughs> Paul, bless his heart, did, probably did not know the rules of Big Brother a week <laughs> right. ago. 
you know, two weeks into being in the house. But week three understands the rules now and got to play dumb because that entire side of the house has not seen an episode of Big Brother before. So they are legitimately confused. And he was like, I, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know how the rules were. <laughs> and then Victor goes, okay, uh, Corey, get over here. Piggyback time. And then boop, 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 and he just goes away. It was like. I mean, I I will not, I can't say I'll miss Victor. I don't. And that's I, all there is to say about that. <laughs> I cannot say I'll miss him. He's just so daft. It's not like even in an interesting way so good riddance i say yeah i mean there was a moment where i thought we were really gonna have uh, a tiffany blindside but that was yeah. all just editing basically and um yeah, yeah i really kind of was hoping that was happened like they kind of should have realized that victor was kind of a dummy and might have been and good easily shield to keep around i mean i guess it sort of depends on on the scale of dumminess how dumb can you work with until you're just like, you're a drooling Neanderthal, like, I can't control you. Yeah, you. that's part of the thing about keeping around the dumb person is like, he's going to win roadkill and be like, uh, I won roadkill. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> no, tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's just, it's, you can control them up to a point. And I also think Victor had sort of the same lines of Jose, like, a delusion of grandeur, a delusion of, he just felt too safe. He wasn't worried at all. Mm -hmm. And so he needed, he needed to go. He needed to go. But I mean, if someone can pull off, all he has to do is win two comps, I think, Victor. Right. Um, and I guess it really depends on who's going home these next two weeks. But before, so yeah, speaking of Tiffany and, how it sort of was edited funny for TV, but there was talk of Tiffany maybe sending her home instead, like getting rid of her early. Yeah. Because she could actually be more of a threat. And they, Tiffany got to play POV, and everyone was expecting her to throw it. Everyone was like, you gotta throw it, you know? Like, don't mess up the plan. If I'm Tiffany and I'm playing for POV, I'm sure as hell not throwing it. Yeah. She has no friends in the house. She doesn't, except for she's kind of in the biggest alliance in the house. And then by the end of the Thursday episode, she's buddying up with Spy Girls. Also, everyone's the, – the I don't know. I really didn't know how to feel about it. Like, I probably would have just played for myself too. But if the goal of the group was to get out Victor and you winning Vito would have ruined that, then mm – -hmm. Don't win the veto. Don't piss everyone off in your group. Because now, if she had gone with the group and said, you know what, I'm going to play ball this week. I'm going to throw the veto competition so we can get Victor out. Then everyone in her group wouldn't fucking hate her. Which yeah, is what they do now. They all hate I, her. They're I, like, oh, I, you know, I think, I think it would have been was, a good calculated risk. I think she was on thin ice already and she knew it. And she also knew that the leader which at that point the leader of that group who was calling all the shots who still sort of is was frank and frank didn't like her yeah so she knew that things like things can change on a dime you got to protect yourself protect yourself <laughs> but yeah that pissed day off and so now i mean i don't think day actually day wants frank out but we'll get to that yeah. um 
So another thing about Day was Zakia, Polly, Corey, and Nicole wanted to do a new alliance with Day, who was rightfully, I think, sort of like fucked at. Like yeah, be an alliance with two showmances. Yeah. I wonder who's going to be the first to go when it gets down to that. Yeah, I mean, last week, last week when I, I think uh, Fatal Five girls were talking about, oh, we should kind of bring in some guys and each kind of latch onto a guy to see, like, to use them kind of as a shield or whatever. And uh-huh. Nicole was going to take Corey and Zakia was going to take Polly. And they were like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Who cares? Like, I'm, we're going to dump these guys as soon as possible. And, like, three days later, they're, like, cuddling up in the HOH together. Yeah. Canoodling. Canoodling. I don't, I, Nicole can do so much better than Corey. I feel like it's a real uh, testament to her character that she's into him. Can we talk about Corey's hosting job of the veto competition? <laughs> yes. Uh, Corey is not going to be hosting the Grammys anytime soon. Oh, Bless no, his heart. <laughs> that's not uh, in the cards for him, and I don't think he wants it to be. I did see a really great gif of when he comes out in his little outfit. Who's ready to play the POV? Instead of it saying that, it says, who's ready to burn some goats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that will never leave him. People are always going to remember that. You, you know? know what? He's But he's he's keeping it keeping it chill right now, letting Frank slap some asses and stuff. Yeah, Frank. he's playing. He's under the radar. He he's in with Nicole. Nicole's in love with him. I think so, Corey's gonna go far because he, yeah, I think he's I think, so he's stupid, but not stupid enough to to like blow up anyone's game. Yeah, he's just like happy to follow people around and keep his mouth shut, which is gonna be good in the first half of the game. I think he could go far because. But it depends on, it honestly depends on the girls and the girls' alliances and how much they're willing to commit to getting these guys out. Because there's already cracks. I mean, you know, Bridget's a spy girl. She finally won HOH, and she's, instead of reclaiming her power and doing something for her group, she's letting Frank walk all over her and tell her what to do. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about this later, but there's only three... If she wants to kick out a guy this week, there's only three guys in the house that she can do. There's Paul, James, and Corey. She can't nominate Frank because she's on the same team as Frank. Mm -hmm. Frank fucking... He lucked out. Everyone was thinking the same thing. Yeah, slipped in butter and landed in shit. What's the phrase? I don't know. (laughs) Slipped in shit and landed in butter? I don't know. I like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Real before we before we jump ahead. Um, so Paul Paulie wins POV. Mm-hmm. He rewards his little lapdog Paul by taking him off. Good move. Very good move. Earns him some um, dedication and trust with Paul. And <laughs> hashtag power of friendship. I know hashtag power of friendship. Love it. Uh, what a speech then, from Paul. From Paul Lee. I'm sorry, Paul. God damn. Can't keep Paul. Yeah, his veto speech was interesting. <laughs> Listen, I'm a Paul fan. You're a Paul fan. You're a Paul stan. I just don't like... He's very, like, bacon internet, if you know what I mean. I think I do know what you mean. Because the other morning when they were making breakfast, uh, Michelle was trying to make bacon. And he said, have you seen... I've watched these videos on the internet where if you put maple syrup on the bacon, it tastes like 
sick, bro. And she was like, I don't really want that. That sounds gross. He was like, well, I'm going to do it. I'm about to shit on my own point here, but I was at a Los Angeles eatery called uh-huh. Beer Belly. And they had grilled cheese with maple syrup on it. And I was like, I got to try this. So I tried it and it was a delicious combination. And then um, I went somewhere else like a week later that had fried mac and cheese balls. It was a diner situation. And I was like, "Uh, excuse me, uh, waiter, may I have a side of maple syrup with this? And I dipped the mac and cheese balls into the maple syrup and it was fantastic. Well, there you go. I think you've got a lot more in common. We're discovering more and more with Paul. So I don't think I don't know why you're being so reluctant to get on the Paul bus. I'm afraid. I've seen the, the, I'm afraid. afraid I'm too much like Paul. I know. I was going to say, is this a man in the mirror situation? Yeah. Where it's a little scary when you see it, but maybe once you keep looking. You'll find something you love. Looking for the man in the mirror. Oh. In the mirror. House guests, please stop singing. <laughs> House guests, stop that. <laughs> but so, um, so yeah, so he takes Paul off. Victor goes up. The plan could not be better. It's everything worked out perfectly, and now we're all wanting to get Victor out. There was some last-minute talk of. Maybe using this opportunity to get Tiffany out, but obviously none of that held. I think that was mainly editing. I think they were kind of just talking about it theoretically, maybe putting out some feelers, but that's how they make those Thursday episodes exciting, is Mm -hmm. cutting it together. So it seems like, you know, last week, oh, maybe Bridget's going to get evicted. (laughs) No, no, she's not. She's not. She's a Uh, tiny mouse who lives in a hole in the wall. She is. She's just like an adorable Nickelodeon 1990s she kid is. character. She is. Uh, so let's. So that was the end of Thursday. Of sorry, Wednesday, and then let's get into Thursday. We open yeah. on on Julie talking, and there's a shot of the nomination couch, and there's a strong headband game going on on that yeah. couch. It's uh, it's in the water. It's contagious. It's spreading. Bronte. It's Sunflower headband. Yes. Tiffany, some sort of bejeweled, bedazzled headband. I saw Vanessa tweet that it was hers and that Tiffany always steals her clothes. And I was like, girl, let her keep it. You're both adult women in their 30s (laughs) who live on opposite sides of the country. How do you have each other's clothes? I don't know. Well, I love that there's a conspiracy online that Tiffany actually is Vanessa. <laughs> she just tied her hair. And it's like, there's, it's just a family, a different family member tweeting for, from Vanessa's account to make it seem as though she's I believe not. it. Like, like a little bit of minor facial reconstruction surgery. Mm-hmm. She can afford it. That would be a truly wonderful twist. Wings. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, Big Brother is not that creative. No, no. Yeah. Tell us more about the battle back, Julie. When we can yeah. have face-off in the house. Travolta, Cage, face-off. <laughs> Vanessa, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they have to make it seem as though there's uh, a chance that Tiffany's going home. There's not. There's They're not. all laughing. They're all having a great time. Victor, I think he maybe he even knew at that point that it was a chance that he was going home. Yeah, I think he... I think he has a grasp on he has a better grasp on reality than Jose, who was 
thought he yeah. had won the game at that point. Thought he had locked five hundred grand in, opened some credit cards. Yeah, but so his speech. Should we talk about these speeches? Yeah, I just wrote uh, awful. I just yeah, wrote it was so awful. awkward. And I watched a good amount of the feed, so I was thinking to myself, did I miss this inside joke of this weird accent? And Grandma, lady. <laughs> yeah. Hey, stick to the working out, all right? Leave the improv comedy to your hosts of podcasts, please. Yeah, exactly. It was very weird. And then, of course, it was so perfect that he plugged his Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's that's awful. It's just, you know, when you see an inside joke and you're like, and the people are like, hey, don't you want to know what this fun thing is? No. No. No, I'm fine not being a part of this. I am not going to look at your Instagram. I'm not going to LOL at this uh, stand-up comedy that you're doing. I thought Tiffany's was actually pretty cute to sit, to be like, I have a hot commodity with me in the straight. It, she kept it light. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Bronte, we've seen two speeches from Bronte this week, and she reverts into being a five-year-old when she has to yeah. know she's being on television. I really like, like playing with you guys, and it was fun, and I love you. Okay, bye. It's so put upon, and it's so... I mean, she knows that there are live we live theaters watching all the time. We see her not doing this character bit. It's like Paris Hilton. It's like, yeah. I know that's not how you actually talk. I have no idea how Paris Hilton talks. Paris Hilton, Paris Hilton puts on this thing of like... And I, she's like, this is what I'm going to wear tonight for the award show. But when she speaks in real life, she has a low voice. She sounds like a normal person. Mm-hmm. It's a put-on character to sure. sort of play into the stereotype that is her brand. Bronte doesn't have that brand yet, so I don't know no. why she's putting that first. Her brand is going into the dire room and being like, I'm losing the game right now. I should do something about that. <laughs> and then uh, getting outside and being like, I'm tired. I'm yeah, going to go she's very work tired. She, she has not been having a good night's sleep. She's not had one since being in this house. No. Counting um, cheap. Doing a bad job at it. Yeah. And that would make me grumpy and not on my game, too. So I'm sorry to hear that. I hope she, now that she's sort of safe this week, I hope she gets some rest and starts pulling out some of the promise that we all thought she had in her intro videos. Yeah, I mean, even Bridget's beginning to play the game a little bit. She had that conversation with Tiffany the beginning of Thursday's episode where Tiffany's like, I don't like Frank and don't tell Frank. And then Bridget's like, scary, scary, scary. <laughs> Tiffany doesn't like you. <laughs> I love it. It's just interesting. Just, Bridget is following the Hermosea in this house. And that's Frank. Yeah, is that's she? Fine. Yes. Or is Frank just exerting his will on her? Like, I think she's, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like if, she, I feel like she would nominate him if he weren't on the same team as her. You think so? I think I, she's keeping her enemies close. I think she's, I think she's not a fan of Frank, but she's just keeping him close right now because she sees that he's just like making such an effort to like, to like be her mentor and stuff. And she's just going to be like, sure. Kind of like what Steve was doing last year where he was kind of playing purposefully dumb and like, oh, Vanessa, teach me about this, even though he knew exactly what the hell she was talking about. Yeah, I could see that. And I actually think Bridget's sort of put-upon character of also being a five-year-old girl is helpful for that. Yeah. 
Because guys like Frank, <clears throat> men like Frank, are so easily manipulated in yeah. that way because they want to believe that they're they're your big brother. They're gonna help you through this, and we're gonna get through it together. Let me tell you what to do. Let me make oh, it easy for you, honey. Let me explain the rules of baseball to you because it is really complicated. Yeah, exactly. And so, and yeah, it's like it's just Big Brother sy- syndrome. Funny, I mean, actual Big Brother is oh. not <laughs> the show, but <laughs> yeah. Big Brother Syndrome, and I think she, it's possible that she's playing into it, but just judging from the feeds, I think she really does like him and enjoy his company, mm. so I don't know that okay. she was home. Um, so, I just want to talk about two things that happen in one in context to that kind of Bridget, Tiffany, Frank kind of back and forth, and then later in the episode when that Fifth Wheel Alliance thing was kind of happening... So when Tiffany's, I'm sorry, yeah, Bridget is talking to Frank. She's like, oh, yeah, Tiffany said this. And it cuts to Tiffany, and it's like, she's no makeup on and bed with a little, like, I'm an angry rat face. And then later in the episode, when Zakia is talking to James at this point and being like, Zakia just told me this. And they cut to Zakia, like, mask on her face. Brushing her teeth, no makeup, bright light. It's like whenever they cut to someone to show, like, oh, this is who we're talking about right now, they always cut <laughs> to the most unflattering clip of them. Have them sit there. Show the picture on the wall. I know. I love it. I, I And I don't think it's – I think it's great. It's, I think the editors need to have fun too, you know? I just know when I'm on Big Brother 35, when I'm the Glenn of the show, it's going to uh, be like – I th- I saw Brett talking to whoever, and it cuts to me, and I'm just like picking my nose. Oh, totally! I thought that thought this week too. I was thinking if I was ever on Big Brother, I would they there would be uh, a um, super cut of eight minutes on YouTube of me picking my nose, without a doubt. Oh, because I do. I'm gonna admit to you right now. I pick it, girl. <laughs> like, girl, we should like just go go to a picking nose convention because I do it too. I don't. I don't care about it. I live in LA where everyone drives in their car. It's hard in New York. Everyone's in the bubble together. Everyone's in the subway together. In yeah. LA, to everyone's in their subtle. own car. And I am just picking away most of the time. And I look over and I see someone else doing it. And I don't think gross. I think you go man or girl. Yeah, I know. It would be disastrous because I think a lot of people in America don't pick their nose. I don't believe that. <laughs> let us know. At Hey Julie BB. Yeah, what do you know. do? You got something. It's just crunchy. It's in there. It's clogging it up. Hard. You're going to go get a fucking Kleenex and stick your finger under that like a paper condom. And, and no, no. Hell no. Hell no. Just go or for it. Go for it. I don't know. I just feel like I would constantly be in the bathroom like I need to walk into the private bathroom close the door do my thing wipe it off flick it into the toilet wipe it off with some toilet paper (laughs) then wash my hands I'm not going to do that there's too many people in the house there's 15 people in one bathroom yeah the first two weeks you would do that and then finally you'd be like fuck it I'm just going to let America see my disgusting self who cares um, that was a, that's like the, this brings up another like cleanliness thing that I always read about when I don't get to watch the beat, so I catch up on Jokers. Shout out to Jokers. Um, sometimes it's it's like four a.m. A house guest goes and uses the bathroom, and then they wash their hands, 
And I'm like, I don't, when I'm waking up in the middle of the night <laughs> to go to the bathroom, in the middle of the night, I'm going straight back to bed. I'm not washing my hands in between. You, yeah, first of all, my my stuff is the cleanest part of my body. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't go anywhere. Sits in a nice little comfortable cotton pouch. Thank uh-huh. you, Hanes. Thank you, yep. Jockey. Shut and up. first of all, that's a great idea. Like antibacterial, like cleaning underwear. Second mm-hmm. off, I'm just going to be real with America right now. I'm going to be real with you. And I'm about to tell 500 of my closest friends. <laughs> when I have to go in the middle of the night, I sit down. I don't even stand. I thought you were going to say, like, when I have to go in the middle of the night, I just go in my bed. No, I don't stand. Many women think men just stand all the time. They need to stand. There's so much accuracy to be gained by standing. Incorrect. It is more like a sawed-off shotgun, especially in the middle of the night, than a sniper rifle. Yeah. Sometimes I I don't want to I don't want to turn on the light wake myself up I want to stay as close to sleep as possible because then I'm gonna be sitting in bed staring at the ceiling thinking about eternity yeah so I want to be half half asleep sit down do my business don't have to worry about getting splatter all over the place you don't want to no because that's a rude awakening for in the morning when you remember. support you listen i support hashtag sit down thank you i'm i'm with you thank you so thank you america for listening to that that was hashtag as someone who pee pee poo talk it, it's a delight <laughs> and i encourage more men to try it uh, me too i encourage more men to sit when they yeah pee. it's not that you know, we bad. do enough work we do enough work we're supposed to get ten thousand steps a day why not sit when you can? Sitting down and standing up must be worth three steps. Oh, yeah. The, what that goes into and your core? What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm also All holding right. about ten, like, like 150 on my shoulders, like squatting. Oh, you keep that in the bathroom. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that was hashtag pee pee poo poo talk. We'll be back <laughs> yeah, next Thursday or Friday with that. And so um, my next thing that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about Natalie's goodbye message to Victor. Oh, yeah. Totally. Victor, goodbye. Be nicer to women. White man. White man. I loved it. I think Natalie is great. She's so good at, like, um, dragging someone in a very classy way. Because mm, mm. she wasn't like, fuck you, Victor. You called me fat. <laughs> you monitored my carbs. Like, you're disgusting. She was like, so nice to get to know you. Um, maybe in the future, for all women's sake, be better. Like <laughs> it was so classic, girl. Um, and she was great. I loved. Oh it. my god, what I would give for a for like the Big Brother eighteen, you know, twelve disc DVD where it has the supercut of their relationship from before the feeds went on. That's oh what god. America wants to know. The most. It must have been fraught. It was probably just like, "Hey, you're hot. I'm hot," and then he t- and then he spoke. And yeah, totally. Yeah. And then her. Heart I like was- that, Nat. You know what, Natalie? She's got a good head on her shoulder. She's not all about the looks. She's not. <laughs> and she, you know, if someone's a fucking d bag, if someone has shit for brains, she doesn't. She doesn't want to deal with it. 
Yeah, no, she, I'm a Natalie fan. I was really rooting for her to get an HOH this week. I also think it's uh, funny that she she's played a classy game so far, you know? Mm-hmm. And yet the two live eviction people, at least, um, now hate her. Because <laughs> yeah. Isaiah thought that she was the one who voted him out, and now Victor thinks that she's a terrible person because of her message or whatever. Like, he was clearly not happy with that message. Yeah. Glenn probably thinks about her every <laughs> night. <laughs> probably. In his, in his Holiday Inn Express in Burbank. I'm excited for them to rekindle their relationship once he gets back into that. Yeah, a little daddy-daughter action. Oh, hell yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was the tennis comp. Um, Natalie did great, but between Bridget and Paul, literally everyone there was rooting for Paul to win. Bridget wins. Yes, Bridget wins, and the how even myself, I was getting like stressed because I was like, I have no I idea too. what she's gonna do. She's like a true wild card because she doesn't. Nobody knows where she really stands on anything, other than that yeah. she loves girls and. She also got, I'm really happy about this, she got Andrew Bird as her her musical selection for HOH. Mm, not, like, I'm not familiar with Andrew Bird. Andrew Bird is a premier whistler oh. and plays violin, and he loops his violin live. He'll just like play a little riff on the violin, hit a little button with his toe, loop it, and he just creates these beautiful songs just by like looping violin riffs and he plucks it like a ukulele very very twee this is a new tension for bridget oh it's twee it's twee it's indie it's It's very like me and bridget swaying to it bonnaroo 2014 just like oh we love it you know playing at sunset you know okay i feel like bridget and i would go to a music festival together it makes sense yeah I wonder. I'm excited to see her family. Listen, Bridget's cute, and I would love for her to come into her power and become the woman. You know, this is like her bar mitzvah. It's time for her to become the woman we all know she is. Yeah. But I don't know if it's going to happen this week. Yeah, well, the roadkill, the BB roadkill is reading uh, Haftorah, so. Oh, God. (laughs) So James is going to win. Deep cut reference. I did not get. That's when the it's a selection of the Torah that you have to read in your bar mitzvah. Okay. I've never been to a bar mitzvah. What? No, Jews in the six. No, yeah. I mean there were, but they weren't friends with me. I guess. Man, we got to take you in a time machine. Invite you to Brett's bar mitzvah. What was your theme? Movies. <laughs> oh yeah, you've told me this. Before. Oh, have I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you got to have a bar mitzvah again, would your theme be Big Brother? That would probably be, yeah, probably no. <laughs> that would be. So it would fun. be like Big Brother music festivals. Okay, with Andrew Bird playing there. With Andrew Bird, only Andrew <laughs> music festivals that Andrew Bird has played in the calendar year. And um, I don't know. It's like really embarrassing, like picking. All right, now you're going to be sitting at the Dodgers table, and you're going to be sitting uh-huh. at the Blue Jays table, and like it's really embarrassing in retrospect. I sat uh-huh. at the Matrix table. I love the Matrix. The Matrix was my favorite movie when I was thirteen. I love the Matrix too. There's nothing Matrix embarrassing is a good about movie, that. But yeah, I mean, whatever. 
Don't hide from your past. Don't. Okay. I don't hide from anything on this podcast. I You've know. been listening. I've been talking about picking my nose. I've been talking about how I urinate. <laughs> okay. Wait, I want to touch on a big theme. This is a revolution that I think is happening online and in the lives of many people who are watching Big Brother. Yes. And that is the resurrection of Paul. The resurrection of Paul. I, he was the Messiah the whole time. I know. <laughs> I went from... I I was dipping my toe into it last time we spoke. I said I was low-key standing him, and now I'm out of the closet, baby. I'm a Paul fan. There's something about him. I don't know. I'm really digging him. I, I think he's going to... I hope he's going to go far. He seems to be sort of fitting into a natural Johnny Mac perennial pawn role, because they mentioned putting him up as a pawn again this week. Yeah. Um, and since he's so he's such a good sport about it, I don't see why they wouldn't keep doing it. And it plays his favor too. But I like Paul. He hosted uh, all alone in the safari room. He hosted a talk show about his life, his thoughts, his beliefs. And I found it very endearing. Yeah, I watched and, it. I saw you tweeting about it. I was like, <laughs> I need to get on. I, need to I liked up. it. He's so just like a millennial. And I say that as a fellow millennial. Oh. But <laughs> I think he's cute. I like him. Uh, I mean, uh, he's harm. He, um, he's harmless. He just something about him just rubs me the wrong way, and he's just. I wouldn't want to be friends with him. Uh huh. Well, you're gonna have to get over that because yeah. you're giving the best man speech at our wedding. I'm the best man. Yeah, I'm his we best man. You're his best man. Oh. <laughs> I think he'd be okay with it with me choosing. I thought I would be your man of honor. Okay, you can be the man. You can be the mo. The move, the move. <laughs> um, and then another big theme thing we should talk about, which happened last night on the feeds, and I guess it's been happening on and off in the house, which is Frank's harassment of the women. It came to a head last night where he he slapped Day's ass, and she got really pissed about it, and she started crying. And Polly had to have a talk with him and tell him, "Hey, maybe stop doing this." <laughs> um, hey, maybe all- get woke. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Frank, I know that it's not coming from anywhere malicious. But the facts are, if a girl says, don't touch me, just don't do it. That's simple. That's all there is to it. It's it's nothing about the women. It's all about you. You're doing this if you keep doing it. So stop. His only move is to say, you know what? I thought I was joking, but... And I know that's not a good excuse, but I realized I was wrong. I'm really sorry. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Don't get defensive. Don't be like, oh, come on. It was a joke. It was a compliment. Yeah. It's how I was brought up, bro. Yeah. A lot of people not brought up well. Yeah. You're up. You're a grown up. So take into consideration. I don't know where he's from exactly, but it seems like it's possible he was brought up by two people from the South who were born in the 40s. Like. Yeah, I don't know. You're great. Yeah, you can't. Just don't do it. Day didn't like it. She started crying, and they were trying to sort of soften the blow, I think, by being like, something in the DR upset her. And I'm like, uh, yeah, the fact that she told production that she doesn't like getting slapped on the ass and they didn't do anything about it probably upset her. You know? It'll be interesting to see if this makes it into the edit this weekend. There's no way. 
there's no way CBS doesn't want a lawsuit on their hands. Exactly. Um, which is silly because it's like it's out there. It's on YouTube. We've all seen it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I because I had come around to Frank, and then he did that thing with Zakia that sort of gave me pause, and now I just. Again, I don't think he's a terrible person, but I think he needs to learn from his mistakes. This is an interesting crash and burn. I, he was doing so well, and I, I yeah. really don't think... I think the next chance somebody has, he's going to be getting out soon. I really don't see him going long in this game. He'll probably... It's going to be tough because he is a good player, but you know, yeah. probably around the beginning of jury, either on, on, on some side of it, I, I see him going home. Yeah. Well, since we're starting to touch on this stuff anyway, I feel like we should get to some listener questions. Love it. Okay. So we have a question from Frederick on Gmail. He emailed us and he said, everyone hates Frank but cannot vocalize their hatred. Why can't they all turn on him? And what cards can Tiffany use to get out of this hole? So I I think that's a great question, great point, which is that like everyone everyone in the house has up until this point been talking about how they want Frank out. That's why it was so devastating when Bridget won. And yet none of them were really able to step up to him and be like, you're annoying, or this is why we don't like you anymore. This is why. You know, James sort of spilled the beans to him, I think, but in a very n- not a full, like one foot in, one, one foot out way. I think he's very, um, he's very, he's very argumentative. Not mm-hmm. in a, He's not going to, like, lash out and start a screaming match, but it's just in the guy's nature to want to have a philosophical conversation about everything that uh-huh. ends with him, with everyone telling him that he's right. And uh-huh. he's just one of those people who's like, let's talk this out. We have nothing to do. We're here for three months. Let's talk about – and the guy's – I think it's a bit like Vanessa where if they let him know – He's going to start spinning everyone's wheels and driving them crazy, which, you know, maybe it should be something to do. Maybe you want to for you want to have him drive everyone crazy. So they want to get him out even more. I I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's just he's a hard person to talk to because he is so physically domineering and he is so just he is grating. He just wants to chat about everything yeah. and argue about everything. I also think it's that he's a returning veteran player, mm-hmm. so he brings with him a lot of clout. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think these people, especially the newbies, are sort of like, they don't even want to get involved in any drama with yeah. him, because clearly he's a favorite of the shows if he's back, so they don't want to get tarnish their reputation by going up against a favorite of Big Brother's yet. Even if that's not something explicitly that they think, it's probably subconsciously playing on that. I think he's also smart enough to cool it. I think he'll know if he gets too much heat that he will start broing down with people again, just start asking about their family, start talking about yeah. stuff from back home. And he is pretty clever like that. So I, I don't know. I guess the, the instinct is to just do it behind the person's back because it's going to be a real headache to do it in front of yeah. the back. But you know what? It would be interesting to see someone uh, just go straight for come come right at the king and see and see what happens. Yeah, and I will say, I mean, it worked on me when he acts truly interested and truly supportive of them. It's 
very charming. It charmed me, you know? I think he's very good at acting like he cares about you. Mm-hmm. So, so that can help. Um, and then the second part of the question was, what cards can Tiffany use to get out of this hole? Keep quiet and just... I mean, what Bronte did in the last week, you know, she was just yeah. like, keep quiet. I mean, I don't know, but, no, but that's so against her nature. Like, I, I really don't see her. I see her and Frank leaving sometime middle middle of the game just because she just can't. She just can't keep it cool. It would have been. She was pretty close to winning HOH, too. That would have been really interesting to see. But, yeah. you know, she, what you have to do when you got too much heat on you, just like you're playing Grand Theft Auto. Go hide. Go hide in an alley somewhere until the little stars in the corner of your screen go away. Deep cut for people who don't play video games, but I I just don't see her doing that. I can see her trying or maybe doing it for a week or so, but she's just, um, she just, you know, she just spins too many circles, spins too many circles just like Frank. Yeah, and she has that paranoia and she just can't stop herself from getting emotional and I'll do a an analogy for all the people who watch Real Housewives uh, of Atlanta. As Candy said in the opening credits one season. I'm more of a Potomac girl myself. Okay. <laughs> well, as she says, I'm not here for the drama. Don't start none, won't be none. Now that's what <laughs> Tiffany has to take into account. Don't start none, no, it won't be none. Yeah, but she's a Russo sister. She's also Vanessa wearing a, a Mission Impossible mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that was that. We got from uh, Twitter at Slytherin, which I love that handle. Oh. I feel like I'm a Slytherin. Um, I feel like I'm a Ravenclaw. I, yeah. I just I went to the Harry Potter world at Universal Studios Hollywood, considered buying some Ravenclaw garb, looked at my ID, realized I was coming up on 29. Can't <laughs> do that shit. I think you can. I mean, I can. Harry I can Potter do whatever fuck I want. I, Classic. Classic. Um, what would 13-year-old Brett, whose theme was movies, think about that? You got to indulge the movie lover in yourself. Yeah, I mean, I don't like wearing too much too much stuff uh, with, like, slogans <laughs> and stuff. He says scarf. as wearing a Battlestar Galactica t-shirt. Wow. But, I don't know. Anyway, let, okay. here's Slytherine's question. <laughs> What do you think Bridget should do, and what would you like to see happen? Okay, so what I think she Bridget, should do. Yeah, what should she do, and what would we like to see happen? She what she should do is target Tiffany. She'll get people on both sides of the house to fall in line with her. Yeah, the first half of the game, you want she should take the temperature of the eight pack if she believes that if she even knows that it exists. She should take the temperature and see that Tiffany is a time bomb. Go after Tiffany because both sides of the house would prefer that. Even though Tiffany's kind of cozying up with the Spy Girls. Cause Tiffany's making a good move right now by cozying up with Bridget and, and that stuff. But yeah. uh, that's yeah. what I think she should do. Um, otherwise, yeah, I th- that's her move right now. Uh, unless she goes after James or Nicole. I think she might go after Nicole. Yeah, I, I don't think, think she and do. Nicole... Are, I think that would be smart and an interesting play for her and unexpected. So that's what I would like to see. Is her, I'd like to see her put up Nicole and Corey. Yeah. And maybe Paul. I would not be surprised but, if those are the two 
um, if those are the two um, people put up. But also, so much of this comes down to the roadkill because the majority alliance can still control it. They still have another chance to put up a nominee. And if Frank, yeah. and if Frank wins or James wins or someone wins and puts up Bronte, Bronte's going home. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So we'll wait and see. It'll be interesting to see who she picks, but so much of it does come to the roadkill. Yeah. All right, we have another question from Twitter, at Mandaree. If Tiffany and Frank go out after Victor, who do you think will win the battle back? If the HGs know, would it, knew, would it change their minds? Uh, yeah, it would totally change their yeah. minds. Yeah, interesting that they're not telling them. They're probably just going to tell them, like, that when that fifth person is evicted, hey, this person's not going anywhere. Because I've just done the math of when the... Um, Uh-oh. Math alert. On. Math alert. <laughs> Hashtag counting controversy. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Sorry, I didn't do the math. I did it wrong in my head. Hashtag Bronte alert. Hashtag. <laughs> so I don't know. I think on that... I don't know if the final battle back is going to be... If they're doing just the first four... But I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. I think it's that all five are going to compete together, and then we're going to see a special episode of it on Friday, July okay. 26th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, if Tiffany and Frank go out after Victor, ugh, it just so depends on what the competition is. It's, like, it's and probably going to be physical. It's, I honestly think if it's probably going to be – like right now, my, my guess would be Victor would be coming back. And if yeah. Frank comes in, my guess would be Frank or Victor. You know, I, I – Yeah, and I think that's just like Big Brother's way to rig whoever they want to come back. They can't <laughs> ask – they can't ask questions about the house guests. That would be unfair. They can't ask, they can't have a quiz about who said this or that. Glenn was in the house for 36 hours. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, I actually didn't mind the, the kind of battle back competition from last year where everyone had to sit on. It was actually a good competition where everyone had to sit on these swings that were kind of going around and being slapped by big foam hands and it was oh, a yeah. household competition as well. The last of the jury members staying on would get to go back in the house. But if that person won, whoever won would be head of household. So there was a chance one of the jury members could have been head of household. And Johnny Mac won the competition. Vanessa won that competition and became head of household. But, but Johnny Mac was the last of the of the jurors to still be alive. I- I'm assuming it probably might just be a, an endurance or something like that who really wants it yeah. the most. That, I guess, would probably be the fairest. That would be the most fair. That would be really fun and interesting to watch because it wouldn't be lot, you know, since they're doing it special for this episode, they could just cut together all the interesting parts, so it would be fun. Yeah, but... but, Oh, but the the format of it is, uh, you know, it's going to be Glenn versus Jose, then Jose versus Victor, then Victor versus whoever gets out next week. So I wonder if it's going to be some sort of, like, two-person joust, American Gladiator style. I would love that. Yeah. Any any way they could bring American gladiators into the show. Yeah. Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Or like someone getting good, like from Nickelodeon. Yeah. Is that Did what they have called? Canadian warriors? No, we didn't have any of this stuff. I only know about this stuff because when I, um, on spring break when we came to America, I'd, well, I'd binge watch American TV. <laughs> so, and that's why I'm confused. Was Nickelodeon, is it ooze? What was it? Slime. Or ooze. Oh, I don't slime. know what it was called. Gak. Maybe it was called Gak. Slime. I think that no, was there. Slime. You get slimed. Yep. Green stuff. Um, and then we have one more question, and it's at Game of Tones. 
Would it be okay with you guys if I referred to Frank versus Victor as the battle back of the bastards? It's okay with me. That's fine. Nice yeah. Game of Thrones reference. <laughs> we like it. I have no problem with it. You may continue. Yeah. If Victor is Jon Snow, who is Frank in the world of Game of Thrones? Confession time from Brett. Oh. I pick my nose. I sit down when I pee. If we would go back to last week, I prefer an aisle seat on an airplane. Yep. Yep. And I've only seen the pilot episode of Game of Thrones. Not okay, well, for me. I'll- Not for me. <laughs> I think Frank at the moment would be the Joffrey. And he's a Ooh, real brat. I Even I know who Joffrey is. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for listening and for sending in your questions and comments. We love reading them. We want more and more and more because they add so much to the podcast. Um, follow us or tweet at us on Twitter at HeyJulieBB. Or send us an email. At Oh, no. No, there's no at the beginning of emails. It's in the middle. <laughs> HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com is the and email address. And please rate and subscribe and if you have time leave a review on iTunes it helps us so that other people can see it and get into it because we love yeah that's how the iTunes like rankings things work it has to do with ratings and subscribers and stuff it's very it's very you know it's ephemeral they don't tell anyone how it works but yeah it helps if it you know whatever who cares if you want to share if you want more people involved and uh, yeah share you know if you have friends or family members or coworkers who like Big Brother. Oh, I remember a quick story. Okay. Brett working at a supermarket at the age of seventeen. No one his age liked him, but <laughs> all the matronly cashiers loved Big Brother and loved Brett because I would chat with all of the like sixty-five-year-old ladies who loved Big Brother, and that was a big part of my summer. I'm so jealous. When <laughs> I first got into Big Brother, I was a teenager too. And no one else, none of my friends are watching it. So I went on Live Journal, mm-hmm. and I remember I found um, Danielle Donato's Live Journal. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. I was on Live Journal at the time too. I've since <laughs> deleted it. Not no, Live Journal's the best. R.I.P. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, tell your friends. Follow us on the things. You can follow me on Twitter at Brett Raider R A D E R. I'm at Danny Mop. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie. You're looking great tonight, Julie. Hot. Hot. <laughs>